1: you're in a good place now relax breathe smile you've entered into your element the home of origin the home of intelligence and beauty where relevant topics are discussed where what you think counts and where superior is the norm you are listening to perspectives with ashley burges i'm craving a little perspective that's it I'd like some fresh, clear, well-seasoned perspective. Can you suggest a good wine to go with that? With, uh, what, sir? Perspective. Fresh out, I take it? I am... uh... Very well. Since you're all out of perspective and no one else seems to have it in this bloody town, I'll make you a deal. You provide the food, I'll provide the Perspective. Which would go nicely with a bottle of Cheval Blanc 1940.
2: Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. And on tonight's perspectives, we're delving into a subject that hits home for most people. You know, I didn't say most Americans, I said most people. You know, this isn't a first world problem. This is a problem of worldly proportion. You know, women and men alike struggle with the same critical issue. And a large part of the products advertised to us directly relate to this specific epidemic. And you know, the epidemic I'm talking about is about poor body self-image. You know, poor body self-image is reflected in a lot of people that we deal with on a daily basis. Personally, you listening might have poor body self-image. So on tonight's perspectives, we're discussing what poor body self-image is and how to know if you have it. Bill, what do you think poor body self-image is to you? What do you think about that?
3: I think it's just this sense that uh, you're not pretty enough, handsome enough, uh, thin enough, uh, built enough, uh, just this sense that uh, people look down on you for your outward appearance,
2: I agree with that. I, you know, to me, it means the same pretty much. You know that you're never happy with the way you look. You know, you're constantly upset with the way you look, and you're constantly judging yourself against everybody else. And I think we find fault in ourselves, and we're constantly looking for improvement. And it seems that everybody else around us seems to look better than we do.
3: Absolutely, you know, and, and bless her heart, my girlfriend has that exact problem. And every single day, I keep telling her, "Baby, you're beautiful. I love you." You know, and she just can't bring herself to believe me. And it's hard for them to believe you. When people do suffer
2: from poor body self-image, it's hard for when somebody builds them up. It's hard for them to believe them because it's really them inside that need to build themselves up.
3: That, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's a self-esteem problem, I think. Uh, I, I think if you feel good about yourself, then you're going to uh, think you look good.
2: I agree with you. I agree with you. Joining us in studio is a fellow colleague of mine, the author of "Get to Good" and an empowerment spokeswoman, Jacqueline Elizabeth. Jacqueline, how are you doing this evening?
4: I am doing fabulous, thank you, Ashley. I love that, Jacqueline Elizabeth. Jacqueline Elizabeth <laughs> just kind of rolls off the tongue, doesn't there it, it? It's like yes. Elizabeth Taylor. I mean,
3: I during the uh, before <laughs> we so start many husbands though. Before yeah, <laughs> I was going to say uh, before we started the show, I, I suggested Jackie E. You know, yes. just Ooh. as a you know kind of, a of Jackie, cool Jackie, way I to like do it, it. Yes. classy Jackie E.
4: <laughs> in
3: the house. That's right. See, I,
4: I have no problem with self-body image or self-image let's go i love that
3: <laughs> she, she's raring let's go
2: <laughs> see that's awesome so what do you think comes to mind uh, jackie when you're thinking about poor body self-image
4: you know i think it's back to what bill said not enough not enough unworthy not enough comparing yourself to others it's that it's an it's Not enough to even hear that you're beautiful like you tell your girlfriend, Bill. It's that what's her internal voice saying? What's your internal voice saying as the audience? Um, Does it say you're enough or everything that you're not? And um, it is an epidemic. See, I I agree with that. It's an epidemic. And I think we're all dealing –
2: a lot of people are dealing with it. Many people are dealing with it. Um, You know, I think the first thing that is a real telltale sign of somebody is suffering from poor body self-image is the way that they accept or not accept compliments. Think about it. Like, you know, when you get compliments and the way you accept it is really formidable to how you feel about yourself, because I think one of the first symptoms is the way you take it. So if I was to say, hey, Bill, you know, hey, I think you look great today. Wow. You got it all going on. I mean, the response of somebody I think that doesn't have a poor body self image is, hey, thank you, Actually, I appreciate that. You know, but a lot of times, what do we do? We turn around and compliment the other person. Like right after someone gives us a compliment, we automatically turn around and go, oh, well, I like the way you, your shoes look, or oh, you look beautiful, or oh, you're amazing looking too. Or- like you have
3: this need to reciprocate.
4: Right. Yeah. Right. Or we downplay it. And, oh, you know, no, not me. No, no. Oh, this little, th- oh, these shoes, that handbag. No. Yeah. Not. In order
3: to get the attention away.
4: Right. Right. Because it's too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or you say, oh, well, you know, um, you didn't have to say that. You know, or
2: right. well, yeah, and exactly like what you said. Oh, these old things I got them at a flea market. Right. And and I think that a lot of times people don't realize that the only way to really accept a compliment is by saying thank you. But really, even more so is that when somebody gives you a compliment, when you devalue that compliment that somebody gives you, guess what? You devalue you devalue the person that gave you the compliment, and exactly. that's how it comes off. Right. Exactly. I think the best way is to speak powerfully and say thank you. Right. I agree with you because I think when some people say, "Oh, Ashley, that, you look amazing," if I was to say, "Oh, you know, I didn't even take a shower today. I barely got out of bed," you know, and, and they're thinking, "Well." Okay, well, I paid you a compliment, and subconsciously, it really kind of reflects back to them. And and you should be in a positive manner when you accept a, a compliment. However, it kind of turns it around, you know.
3: Well, now, and and we won't get into this uh, too deeply, but uh, oh, come on, let's what, get into something really, really deep.
2: <laughs> really let's deep. we deep, deep thoughts right now.
3: <laughs> deep thoughts. Uh, what by if Bill you pres- Barnett? By Bill Barnett. <laughs>
2: We've changed it now. Yeah, Copyrighted. For, yeah, forget about perspective. it. Smiley. Right. In um,
3: accordance with. What, what your if? Life. What if you pres- See the compliment as being shallow, like like you you know that the person giving you the compliment is is kind of looking you know mm-hmm. oh Jacqueline right. you know I love your hair where do you get it done yes, you know right. by the way I'm kind of looking asking you for something you right know, and so you that. know that
4: there's some type of law reciprocation at play yeah. then you just say well thank you and then I just move on. Right? I'd it. be so quick. Oh, I'd end that great. conversation immediately and um, and move on. But you're absolutely right. And if there's superficial compliments, either way, own it. That's what I say. Just own, take the compliment and, um, and continue on. I think there's a fine line be- behind self-deprecation and humility. You know, we all want to have a little bit of humility where we go, wow, well, thank you. But self-deprecation is absolutely not where we want to be, and that would be the poor self-body image.
2: I agree with that. You know, because sometimes you sit there and you put yourself down maybe either to fit in or you put yourself down because a lot of times we feel, I mean, I think most people out there listening at one point or or another or even every day of their life walk into work and try to downplay themselves. Mm-hmm. They try to fit in, and the only way they fit in is by downplaying well, themselves. You
3: know why I think uh, at least part of the reason is you—you know, you heard the old saying: "The squeaky wheel gets the grease." I think it, you know people who put themselves out there are targets. Yeah, I mean, think of how you know catty we get in social situations, like especially at work or, or something like that. You know, oh, don't you look great? Then behind the back, you know, you know she slept with the boss, you know, or, or <laughs> right. something ridiculous like that. You know, I mean, well,
2: well, well, how do you really feel? Right. Bill?
3: Well, I mean, because I, I worked in a in a environment like that once upon a time, right. and uh, it's like, my goodness, you know, I mean, I, I was almost afraid to go in the break room.
4: Exactly of what might be said. You know, one of my favorite quotes it's from A Course in Miracle, but I think it highlights everything. It says, "There's nothing enlightened about shrinking, so that others won't feel uncomfortable around you." And I think that's the place, that if we get more comfortable in who we are, we're not afraid of shrinking. It's that thing in um, Australia they have tall poppy syndrome that you're speaking of, Bill, where you want to you be successful, but not too successful. You don't want to stand up above the crowd. Right. That's,
2: that's interesting. It's almost like when you see people that have been on TV shows or what have you, and then they go back into real life and people always have comments about it. You know, like, And it's interesting. It's like you, you know that half those people that have a comment wish they had been on a TV show. And, and they put down – they even put down people they even know. I mean, that's what's so funny, and that's what you were talking about when you stand out of a crowd. But I think at that situation, you have to realize that there is a situation about judgment. How much are you going to allow someone else to judge you? How much judgment are you going to accept? And how much of their comments are you going to allow to get to you?
4: Right, and and do you have to take them personally? No, that's true. Right. Some people inherently take
2: everything that's said to them personally.
3: And I've I've known people who do that. Right. Me too. So, and you know, and I, I was going to say, uh, you know, before we go any further, that uh, I think. The, with the subject matter, I think it's obvious that, uh, you know, this topic is associated a lot of times with women. Yes. But I do think that, uh, maybe not to the uh, extent, but I do think men have that issue from the opposite end of the spectrum. Absolutely. Uh, I know that I, I I don't think I have a poor self-image, but I do think I have a realistic Self-image, I mean, uh, and and uh, I think with men, you know, the, the ideal is, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right, right. you know, and, and Well, know. what
2: about height? Okay, so the, the whole concept of tall, dark, yeah. right. and handsome. Yeah,
3: and short guys, you know, I mean, you've heard the Napoleon syndrome, exactly. you know, I mean, shorter guys that tend to be well, pretty you're aggressive. Six,
2: uh, okay, but well, yeah. Well, I'm,
3: I'm six foot three, yeah. but I'm, you know, I'm also carrying a spare tire.
2: Okay, you know, okay. um,
3: yep. and we got and, the Midas
2: touch here, but it's all good.
3: <laughs> you know, but <laughs> no, but Bill, I mean, but you're honest,
2: but okay, but what was the line of that? What was that? Was that self-deprecation or I, was so, that humility? I, I mean,
3: I I do tend okay. let well,
2: uh, yeah. quandary here.
3: I mean, I do tend to use self-deprecating humor. Uh, I mean, right. because I think it's funny. I legitimately right. think it's funny. But I sometimes I wonder if it's just not my subconscious. You know, just saying, you know, I'm not really all that. And, or
4: you're trying to make other people feel more comfortable. Maybe, maybe, or I would say you're letting yourself off the hook. So while you know, one of my least favorite words is "should." While you know you probably, Bill, should go take care of that spare tire, you're not going to. So instead of, at least at this point, maybe when we're done today, you I, might. I was going right? to say I'm
3: trying. Okay, me, I'm yeah, trying. yeah, but
4: let's we'll lose that, Librarian. <laughs> That's another topic. We'll lose the word trying. But it, the, instead, so then you're just saying. Hey, I know, I know, I'll go ahead and mind read, I'll go ahead and say about the pink elephant in the room, I know I got the spare tire, let's all laugh about it, okay, now let's get on with it, and then exhale, I'm off the hook, okay, instead of, right, right, not just speaking what's powerfully, or I'm committed to, or don't say a word of it at all.
2: Wow, wow, Bill. You're kind of on the hot seat right now. I was going <laughs> to say, yeah. i we get sit some in bed kids. right here it's, just like, you know, Some that I'm here to get some I am. Steam. It's what I do. I
4: apologize. I'm just playing. I don't apologize for No, it. she doesn't apologize. Never yeah, do I no.
2: apologize. See, this is awesome because I think a lot of people out there listening tonight know that you have or know somebody that does have poor body self-image. And it does actually reflect in everything you do. And we're going to talk more about the symptoms of poor body self-image, the ways that you know that you actually have this in your life and you know we'll give you some tips on curbing that so stay tuned because perspectives with your host me Ashley Burgess we we'll back in we'll be back in two shakes
1: fly. turn it up and jump in the deep end on perspectives with Ashley Burgess the water's warm and there's a swim-up bar glass of perspective anyone now here's Ashley
2: welcome back live to perspectives and I'm your host Ashley Burgess And on tonight's perspectives, we're actually discussing poor body self-image and how to know if you have it. You know, right before the break, we were also thinking and spinning our thoughts on how we accept compliments. And the way we accept compliments directly reflects onto the way that we see our own selves, our own bodies, the way we see our own image. Because we can accept a compliment for what it is, we can accept it and say thank you, or we can add all the mumbo-jumbo in there from giving them a compliment to second-guessing the compliment. To telling them they shouldn't have said that to oh, these ratty old shoes, I've had these for 15 years and they have holes in the bottom of them, and yada yada yada, which is basically taking away from the person that just complimented you, it's making them kind of feel bad, you know. So, let's talk about how we can also evaluate ourselves even more so about poor body self image. And I think that's how you see everyone else the way that we see everyone else. And I think when we suffer from poor body self image, I think the first thing we do is judge ourselves against everyone else. I mean, think about it, Bill. When you're looking on social media, if you're looking at pictures, whatever it is, and you're looking at somebody you're like, oh my gosh, look at them. And, and a lot of times we're seeing them at their best, even though we're judging ourselves against them with all that we know. All the stuff we have, like you say, warts and all, you usually use that comment a lot. Mm -hmm. And we're magnifying our negative traits. I mean, Jacqueline Elizabeth is joining us tonight as well. You know, she's author of Get to Good and also a fellow colleague and a coach as well. And I mean, I I think it's how you see yourself and how you judge yourself against other people.
3: You know, uh, Jacqueline, I'll uh, relate a a personal anecdote to you. So earlier this week, uh, a girlfriend and I were sitting on the couch. And, uh, you know, just watching TV. Right. And uh, all of a sudden, Victoria's Secret commercial comes on. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm probably a minority among heterosexual males in this country, but I do not think the Victoria's Secret models are pretty at all. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Be- because they're walking skeletons. Yes. Okay? okay. They're too thin. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that's pretty. I'm You know, for all you ladies out there who are starving yourselves to death, I'm sorry that's not pretty. Okay. Yes. Um, so this Victoria's Secret, you know, commercial comes on, of course, you know, they're, you know, uh, uh ha- you know, actually not even half, uh, seven, eights naked, right? Right. Um, and, uh, seven, eights. Like, and they're, well, they're, <laughs> well, pr- pretty much, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's, it's, 15, more, it's more than 50, that's for sure. Um, and their arms are down on the side and you can count their ribs. And I just blow up. And I'm like, I can't stand this commercial. I can't stand Victoria's figure because, you know, the, these models are held as the ideal of feminine beauty. Right. And I don't think so. Exactly. You know? And I, I just like it. blow up, mm-hmm. you know.
4: And so what about, what did your girlfriend have to say when you blew up? Nothing. Nothing? Just sat there? Yeah,
3: she, she yeah. just uh, sat there. And uh, uh, now, when I say blow up, I don't mean, uh, right. just, you know, like,
4: He lost balls. it. He yeah. He threw something yeah, through the You know, it's... Cops were called. You went and right. open up your GQ magazine. <laughs> Um, I hear you. You know, they get, I think they, it's like I call everyone a goddess It's a woman. We come in all shapes and sizes. Luckily for me, that's a good thing. I'm five foot, right? And so I'm clearly not a Victoria's Secret model. Um, so I think when back to what Ashley was saying, and you were uh, talking about billets, when we start comparing ourselves to what the media says we're to be, whether a woman or a man, immediately any of us can feel bad in a hurry. You know, there's plenty of prettier, better looking people out there than I would say for myself. Um, And if I start comparing myself or any of you listeners start comparing yourself, I promise you, you'll find a few that are not so and you'll feel really good about yourself. And you'll find a lot that maybe and that is not the route to finding yourself better self image. But if that's where you go to, then it's going to be exhausting. You'll always have. That poor something.
3: Yeah, and, and actually, it's because I, I even told uh, you know the girlfriend. You know, look, these girls won the genetic lottery. Okay, so you know, women who are you know working out and starving themselves and blah blah blah. You know, guess what? If you don't win that genetic lottery, I mean, you know, the genetic you, lottery, you're not going to be a model. You okay, know? Lo- I mean, you
2: know, I, I agree. I, I see your point on this, and and I do think that sometimes we don't look at people for exactly who they are. Okay, so you see them up on stage. In a TV, HD, um, okay, in your sense, the Victoria's Secret videos or, or whatever they're doing, some sort of special where they're wearing the angel wings and what have you. Uh. And so you're <laughs> sitting there and the women are watching it Hate and they don't, they don't think about, okay, first off, the makeup quality that you have to do on these women to make them look good is absolutely amazing because you're shooting for HD. So it has to be flawless, okay, flawless. And I'm not talking about on their faces. I'm talking about their faces all the way down to their feet. They have makeup covering their entire body and if you don't know this you've never been backstage at any sort of fashion show and i have the other thing too is that you have to look at the whole body image you have to look at the whole concept and a lot of these women that are up there have very very bad poor body image okay Just because they look like that doesn't mean that they are just 100%. I am the most confident person in the world. I am so confident. My life is radiating confidence. Well, most of the time it's not. You can see from the people they choose to hang out with. You can see from the bad relationships. You can see from the broken marriages one after another after another that there is some issues there. But I do agree with you. A lot of women think that that's perfect. And perfection is not a possibility. And I hate to break that to everybody listening tonight because I know that I just broke. Some people's bubbles big time right now. I know that maybe some people had some accidents on the road. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. I'm really not going to cover it with my insurance, but I hope you keep listening. I hope you, you'll be, you'll listen from now on anyway,
4: but think about it. It's about that. I mean, you know, you have to really think about what life's about. Well, and even take it off the Victoria's Secret models. Like you were saying, Ashley, social media alone. What about your friends on Facebook, your friends, you're just looking at friends that you know from high school, grade school, college, and um, your work everything that's posted on there no one's posting bad news no one's posting look at me i look so bad today let me post that for it to never come down it's all the great shots (laughs) i did see one of those yesterday you did
2: my friend actually she she, oh gosh she was funny she had some um she had some tracks put in her hair and it was all messed up and she woke up and she goes i look like a tomato and she posted (laughs) this picture and i laughed so hard because i've never seen anybody do that that is so great yeah i don't know is it self-deprecating what is that right she might have just
4: been being playful
2: she was But, you know, you're right about that. Well, think about men. So we talked about how most men don't have the same type of deal. But think about balding. Think about a man with hair versus a balding man. Think about how a man, when he walks into a meeting, how he sees a man with thick hair and how he compares himself to that man. Right. I mean, that's a big thing. Whether you're a short or tall man, whether you have hair or you don't, I think those are the two things that men compare all the time. Because different from women, they can't wear makeup.
4: They can't try to hide flaws. It's out there. Right, and so they make up for it with, if, if they are have poor self-body image, then they make up with fast cars, big money, right, and going and putting in their career. I was
3: about to say, Jacqueline, is, isn't it uh, uh, peculiar how the fatter the wallet goes, the handsome, the more handsome yeah. the guy gets, exactly. right? You know? right?
4: right, right. <laughs> same for women, same for women. <laughs> yes, we know that too. Um, absolutely, I think um, it, it, men or women, either way, we all have it. We all have that... It's that constant questioning that's going on internally that says, why can't I be like that? When was my time? Why didn't I win the lottery, right? The genetic lottery. Um, What's wrong with me? All those questions are so poor. And you ask a lousy question, you're always going to get a lousy answer. And guess what? It's going to be about you. And so as we were talking about on break, Bill was sharing, it's a downward spiral and it's never ending. Yeah, and when is it going to be enough? And, and it was funny, maybe a couple years back, I remember
2: I was at a restaurant with some friends, and a woman walks in. Oh, I'd say she's probably about five, probably about five eight with heels, about five ten. Walks in with long hair to her butt. I mean, all the way to her butt. Amazing hair. Uh, and I remember she turned around, and it was like amazing lashes and everything else. And I'm just like, oh my gosh! And for a second there, I got um, I I got insecure. I, I mean, I started getting insecure. This was, you know, this a few years back. Maybe more than two years, maybe more like five. But anyway, I got a little insecure, and I remember leaving going, wow, man, this, wow. I mean, some people are just so, so amazing. And I remember about a year later, I was walking by a place, and a friend of mine had just opened an eyelash place where they put your eyelashes in or they add these, like, you know, fake eyelashes or what have you. Right. And I walked by there, and that girl was in there, and she was getting these eyelashes done. And that's something I was, I could not ever sit still for that. And, and I just don't think that's a, that's a big deal. But we ended up starting to talk, and she was like, oh, my gosh, when I saw you that day or that night, um, you know, it was great to talk to you for a little while. She's like, I have to come here every two weeks to get this done, and now i got to go get my hair extensions in, you know, because my hair extensions have come out. And I was thinking, oh, and she goes, well, yeah, I do lash extensions and hair extensions. And I was thinking, from the distance that I saw her in, in the few minutes I was there, all I could see was just glitz and gold and just amazing, flawless person. And not that this makes them flawed. It just makes them human.
4: It does. And I think when you have a, a poor self-body image, you're telling a lie to yourself. And how exhausting. When you tell one lie, how many more lies does it keep? Have, you have to tell to keep it alive, right? So that's a facade. It's like you saw that, if you will, the facade of her, and nothing wrong about her. But again, it was a facade. Can you imagine how exhausting it is, the maintenance to keep up a lie and the money? Oh, my
2: gosh. Think about every think about every two weeks you're going in there, sitting there for hours and hours and hours.
3: And that ain't cheap.
2: <laughs> and it's not <laughs> cheap. Right. And she said that it took like 10 hours on the hair, and two hours on this and that. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. And, and now I look back and I think, wow. I mean, if you just take a look at it, and that's what I want to talk about when we come back from break. I want us to really analyze the way we judge ourselves based on social media. I think this is key here because it's becoming an epidemic. If you think about it, how many of you listening tonight literally wake up when you get up in the morning and you go directly to Facebook and post something or see what somebody else has posted or you go to Twitter or you go to Instagram, this is a big one, and you see what so-and-so looks like and, oh, God, look at them, and then they always look like this, and, and you kind of look at yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror and you, you just woke up out of bed, your hair is all messed up, and you compare yourself directly with that person looking their best. So stay tuned because Perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in. we will be back in two shakes.
1: This is Jake Busey, and you're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess on 570-KLIF.
2: Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. And on tonight's show, we've been discussing poor body self-image and how to know if you are actually suffering from this condition. You know, earlier we talked about accepting compliments. We've talked about judgment. We've talked about comparing ourselves to other people. And now I want to talk about kind of the social media. Image.
0: It's true that some things change as we get older.
5: Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite.
2: Image comparison, as
5: well as... A
2: daily situation that I know that most of you listening find yourself in. So let's talk really about social media right now, and then let's get into your daily routine. Because I know that some of you out there have some crazy routines that might be very similar to others. You know, so social media comparison. Think about it. You compare yourself when you look at these pictures. You wake up in the morning, right? You wake up in the morning and a lot of people have a smartphone and you go to your phone and you look at Facebook, right? And you see all the trips that people are taking. You see all the money people are spending. Look at all the cars. Look at all the beautiful sights. Oh, look, they're on a cruise. Oh, they rented a boat. Oh, they own a boat. Oh, look at that Ferrari. Oh, that's nice. Oh, look at so and so. I mean, they have like the best body. Oh, my gosh. Did she buy those boobs? Look how amazing those boobs are. I mean, all these different things that we compare ourselves with. And we've done that before we've even gotten out of bed. I mean, when was there, I mean, I know that most people listening can actually say that they probably do this on a daily basis.
3: If it's not Facebook, it's Twitter right. or Instagram or Reddit. or Instagram
2: it's, it's, is the biggest one Yeah, because those are just straight up pictures where people put up all these pictures. And I've seen people actually manipulate these pictures for an hour before they put it up and they change in the lighting. Wow. Oh, you got to retake this shot. Which, and then, by the
3: way, uh, you know, for our yeah. listeners, uh, that's a key there. You, you know, next time you see a great photograph, one word for you, airbrush.
2: <laughs> Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, Photoshop. Like
4: it. Right. Photoshop. Exactly. Just remember right. <laughs> that.
2: Or whatever, whatever you know, kind of photography, you know, thing you have on your phone. Which I know most people out there know what I'm talking about. Before you put it on Instagram, you can go and you can edit it.
4: Yeah, and you know what? I don't. There's, I don't think we're saying to any of your listeners that there's, there's nothing wrong with looking good. Everyone deserves to look good. Just be sure it's lined up with who you think what looking good is, not what everyone else says looking good. That's that's where the confusion lies. Maybe
3: Jacqueline, the best way to put it is uh, feel good first. And then you'll look good.
4: You got it. That's exactly what my book's about. You're so hey, good, Bill. Get dude, to good. Get good, to good, and then you can see, look good. Actually, wow. that's, that's
3: called a segue. That's called a segue, Ashley.
4: and you did well. See, nice. Okay, job, nice. good job, Bill. Good Which, job. Which, by the way,
3: thank you for the compliment.
4: <laughs> well,
0: you're <but> it's,
2: <laughs> and it's my
4: pleasure, Bill.
2: Oh, you know, I think another thing that people also suffer from with the poor body self image is youth. Oh, sure. I think youth is one of the biggest deals. And and I think that a lot of people listening tonight know what I'm talking about. When you look around your eyes and you see what might be the beginning of crow's feet, could be the middle of crow's feet, you see lines, you see wrinkles in all the wrong places. And you look at people and you see them and they look perfect. And they might even, you don't don't have an idea of their age, but you know that you've probably been working at the same company for about the same amount of time. And you kind of look at that. And that can be hard because as we age... You know, poor body self-image can get even worse because a lot of times it didn't start just overnight. It's been throughout your life. I mean, this could have started with your parents. This could have started with just yourself. This could have started with taunting on the school grounds. Any of this could have started this. And so when you go through that process, especially the aging process and feeling like I'm getting old, what am I going to do? That can be a painful
3: situation to find yourself. You know, I mean, uh, uh, how many times have you heard this, Ashley? The big 3-0, I turned the big 3-0, or the big 4-0, <laughs> right. you know, it's it's like, my gosh, I'm about to die, you know, and uh, there's 50 this 50 is that,
4: the new 20, by the way, 50 yeah. yes. the new 20. We'll take it, well, or I, denying your age.
3: I was just about to say, the, the whole uh, midlife crisis thing. Exactly. You, you know, all of a sudden, you, you find out that uh, you're not a kid anymore, so you try to act like a kid. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I, I agree with you. And, and I think that the whole thing comes down to judging ourselves, right? It all comes down to judgment. One of the things that I'm working on on this next book that's coming out is about judgment. It's all about how you break it down from any sort of disease perspective. If it's major depression, whether it's that, whether it's a. a anxiety, whether whatever it is, there's a lot of options here. It all normally goes back to judgment, if you think about it, because the way we judge ourselves is the way we see the world. The way we judge other people, because it's all about our perception, it's all within the mind of how we see things. Just like I say over and over again, if you see the world as a happy place, this place is going to be really happy. If you see it as a negative, violent place... All you're going to see is the negative violence. And the sad thing is that some of that's not even going to be negative violence, but the way you interpret it in your mind will always be negative and will always be violent.
4: Right. So it doesn't matter, even if by the standard of back to Bill's Victoria's Secret model, if you had that body image or you're the men, you have a GQ body If your interpretation or your perspective is something completely different, it doesn't matter. I think one of my favorite, not that I'm quoting all day today, but this just resonates for me. um, One of the famous authors of the 1920s said this, and it's what you're saying, Ashley, that we do not see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. Exactly. And and that's true. A lot of times what words come out of your mouth are direct correlations
2: to how you see yourself. Absolutely, And it's just, it makes the world. And, and, uh, you know, for everybody that's listening tonight, to judge is to be normal. To judge is a human condition, but to get past that and to find confidence in yourself, because there's always going to be somebody with more money. There's always going to be somebody that looks better. There's always going to be somebody that's younger looking. I mean, you know, you can't sit there because if you try to run the race and you try to beat out all these people it's 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 almost it's impossible you're running a race that you're never going to win so eventually at some point in time you have to become happy with who you are and see that as beauty see that as rich and i think that sometimes we miss the boat on that
4: or if it is a competition right in any competition what there's only one winner so what's that make the rest of the world losers is that who really we want to play with Right? It's Losers. Losers. Losers.
2: What do we have for him, Johnny? Well, we have a bag of chips. Wah, 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 wah. And, a, and a one-way ticket home. <laughs> you know, it's true. I mean, what do you want? Do you want to be that or do you want to be you? Because we all don't have to be the same thing. We, don't, we all don't have to fit into that one peg. So let's talk about this because I think this is important. We were talking about this off. I was about to say offset, but we were talking about this on break. And let's talk about a daily routine. And I think a lot of people uh, deal with this on a a daily basis. So we wake up. So we talked about this, Jacqueline. You wake up, and like you were saying, like kind of the voyeurism. You're looking at Instagram. You're looking at Facebook. You're looking at all these different things. You might be watching the news. You might be watching um, a talk show as you get ready for work. And you're making these judgments on the women in the talk show if you're a woman or the men. You know, vice versa, and you're judging yourself. Now think about this. You wake up, now you're eating, now you're heading to work, right? So you're at work and you're judging yourself against the people at work. You're judging yourself against other people, maybe you're same age, maybe they're smarter than you, you think they're smarter than you, maybe they seem to be faster than you, you know, and and you're looking at that situation. Maybe they have more friends than you do at work. Maybe you wonder what is it about their personality? Why are they they just seem to be, everybody just loves them. You know, everybody just goes over there and talks to them all the time. Nobody comes to my office. Nobody cares about me. I even have a bowl of candy that nobody Nobody will come in here and eat. And I don't even know. I mean, I'm over here just, you know, trying to, you know, hawk the candy out there, you know, trying to get people to come in. I mean, you got a bottle of vodka here. Now. I'll come by. You know, see, that's what I'm saying. But you don't know what's going on. And then you leave there and you might have an after work event, right? Maybe you have to smooth some sort of client. Maybe there's some sort of a, you know, a board meeting, what have you, you have to attend. Or maybe you're supposed to do dinner with your friends or, or whoever, co-workers. And guess what? You judge yourself in that situation, too. You might not even stop judging yourself against the people at the table. You're probably judging yourself against the waitress, the waiter, or the people at the other tables, or how much smarter they are. or they pulled up in that car? Wow, that's a nice car. Wow, I wish I could have that. Look at me and my Nissan. Oh, God, you know? And And then you get home, and you get all the way home, you're thinking about the stupid stuff you said. You're like, I can't believe I opened my mouth and said that. I bet everybody was laughing at me. I bet they're going home just laughing all the way in the car about me because I'm so stupid about what I just said. And then you get and then literally you wake up the next morning going, God, I'm so stupid for what I just said. And so it's just like this circular situation that it's a vicious cycle it's that you
3: can't get out of. Inertia, the downward spiral. You know, once you get the you know, the Star Wars theme, you know, once you start down the dark dun, path. Dun, dun, you dun. Know, <laughs> forever will it be your destiny, you know? It, do, do your yoda or yoga yoda. Yoga.
2: Momentum yeah. <laughs> well, me might have.
3: Oh,
4: <laughs> that's and you know what else is so interesting and, and great about this is while we think everyone's looking at us everyone else is so self-absorbed no one's even looking at that person or no one's even checking us out because they're so busy checking out their own selves it's, they're
2: too busy judging themselves <laughs> right? and i try to explain that to people that are big on judgment like they're like everybody's judging me and i go do you know everybody's judging themselves they're not even focusing no one on even,
4: you no one even knows what you're wearing right you
2: could literally shave your head off Okay? For the most part, you could shave your head off and show up to work, and most people won't even know that you shaved your head off. There will be a few people that'll be like, "What the heck did you do?" But you know what? Most people won't even today. They'll be like, "Hey, what's up, Jacqueline? How are you, you, you
3: doing, Bill?" <laughs> okay, hey. There, there's an episode of Mash back in the '70s that did did just that. Really? You know, of course, I'm kind of dating myself now. Yes. But, uh, Bill's
4: but old. you're being very it's, bold in saying. But Grange. I mean,
3: it's it, there's an episode where. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm I'm there. You know, it's, it's better than the alternative not long enough to be old, as there far as go. I'm concerned but uh, you know so hawkeye makes a bet with trapper and uh, he he uh, goes to the mess tent start naked and it's nobody good. notices. Everybody's like, you perfect. I love it. I love
4: it. It's so. That's perfect. That's right. If we all were just to be naked and free and liberated, maybe not literally, right, while we're having dinner, but that would be good.
3: Naked
2: <laughs> yeah. dinner on perspective. Right. There, there's nudist,
3: <laughs> nudist camps in California where I've heard that they do that. They but. do that, yes. Um, Jacqueline, <laughs> yes. real quickly, you know, uh, while Ashley was uh, uh, talking about, uh, you know, kind of being in the downward spiral, this is why the beauty industry and like the self-help Book, you know, industry I mean, uh, how many millions and millions Maybe even billions of dollars
4: It's over billions now uh, In the mean, self-help and, it, and in cosmetics You yes. know, I
3: mean it, It's all it, they, it, And actually they create the demand Don't they? It's like, you know what? You don't really fit up to this ideal Spend money with us So and we can will. get
2: you there That's what I was saying In the very beginning Is these products that we invent Because we want to make ourselves More beautiful, Bill And I totally agree with you And we're going to find Some nice powder And some blush for you here <laughs> But um, stay tuned Because we're going to be talking talking about how how to deal with this poor body self-image. A few tips on that just so you can get through the week and maybe have a brighter day. So stay tuned because Perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in. We'll be back in two shakes.
5: I could lift you up. I could show you what you
1: want to see and take you where you want to be. Get in here and give us your perspective. We're listening. You're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. Left left me. Me. No, you can't hit that, no. Mm, since my baby left, left me, well, I when found I a new place to dwell. to dwell. That's alright. Really,
5: really,
1: well, it sounds raga. You don't baby. want to go raga. No, not, not really this, it don't. It does. does. My baby it, does. it sounds like a barber shop.
0: Well,
1: barber shop raga. Watch the man. It's a new Oh, this is very really depressing. It really puts perspective on things, doesn't it? Not yeah. too much. It's, it's too much for perspective
2: now. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. And on tonight's show, we've been discussing poor body self-image, how we have it and what we do when we have poor body self-image. And now I think it's a good time to actually reflect on what you can do to start changing this situation, because it really is an epidemic. A lot of people suffer from it. A lot of famous people suffer from it as well. A lot of beautiful people that you consider perfect suffer from poor body self-image. So it's not just you. It's not just you because you're awful. You're this, you're that. You're less intelligent. You're not as beautiful. You don't say the right things. You don't have as many friends. Everybody judges themselves to a degree. They really do. So let's talk about this. Uh, You know, Jacqueline Elizabeth, Bill has been in the studio with me discussing this. And I think the first thing that you can do to stop the cycle of poor body self-image is to realize honestly when you're judging yourself. I think sometimes we don't even realize we're judging ourselves. We see things and it just becomes so subconscious and so autopilot. Where we're like, oh, look at that person. Oh, look at this. Oh, gosh, look at me. Oh, gosh, look at this. Oh, look at me. And, and I can't believe I made such a bonehead comment. And, and they probably think I'm insane. They think I'm, and, and you don't even realize you're judging. And I think the first thing to do is to have that wake up call and say, wow, this is judgment. Right now, I, I'm, I'm recognizing the fact that I'm actually putting myself down.
4: Exactly. And I think getting mindful is the first step, right? Because most people are out there sleepwalking and unconscious or just taking it at status quo or what is. So if you can get mindful and one of the best ways to do that is just to stop and just ask yourself a question. I have my clients on their smartphones every hour on the hour set a ringer, um, just, just a light ringer that so they can just check in real fast to just check in with a couple of questions. Take a deep breath, sip some water and ask a better question. Do I feel good? Your answer is yes or no. That's it. How could I? And that's it. So we know at least 59 minutes they can't go much longer and then they can feel better. That's true. Being
2: mindful. And that, that's that's totally key. The whole idea of being able to figure out that you're judging yourself is really reflecting on what you're saying. Because if you're going autopilot, you're not going to check it. So you got to check yourself, basically, and say, okay, wait a second, I'm judging myself. You
3: know, actually, uh, I don't know why I had this thought, but do you know what that reminds me of? Uh, the first step in the like the AA you know program, you, you know, you have to admit you have a problem. Right. Yes. So i I wonder, you know, just thinking back over over the uh, the past hour here, you know, people who have poor self body image, is it kind of like an addiction, maybe?
4: Well, it's a place of comfort. So anything that brings you comfort and certainty is the same thing as an addiction. We know it's not smart. Everybody listening tonight knows it's not a smart move to have poor self-body image. We know logically, come on. We know even if you looked at yourself, you'd say, yes, I'm this size. I get it. I get it. But we get to know it. And some of us get hooked on pain, even though it's uncomfortable. I I was just about to say, I
3: mean, in some sort of, uh, well, I don't know if perverse is the right word, but in in (laughs) some sort of odd way, uh, do you get pleasure out of a poor Well, you get
4: significance, so you start to build your identity, so at least people relate or you get significance on that, and that is absolutely you're right on hmm. bill it's Look true I you. mean like
2: some people are very happy in uncomfortable situations it's like the comfort zone no matter how uncomfortable it can be it's obviously giving you or fulfilling you on some level yeah and, and, and that's that's kind of I think what you're, you're you're talking about and
4: I think what you were saying Bill about the first step is ownership transformation a shift any type of breakthrough cannot take place unless someone takes ownership and so all of us we're not here to beat anyone up but because you you guys might have been doing that fine on your own right <laughs> but what we are saying is if you take some ownership, for, you know what, that, what if it were me and, and not to make anyone wrong, but then we can, then we can do something about, then you can do something about it.
2: That's true, and I, and I think sometimes there are things that we want to better, and I'm not, we're not saying that you shouldn't try to better yourself in certain situations. There are things, whether it's you want to be more educated, maybe reading more, doing things like that. If, if you want to make more money, you know, maybe working more. There's all kinds of different options, but I think there's certain things that when we try to go for perfection, perfection cannot be had. And I think another way that you can actually kind of slow down this judgment on yourself is to realize when you're judging others. Okay, so it's not just about you judging yourself and saying, oh, I wish I was this, I wish I was this, I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm not that. No, actually, a lot of times in these situations, we also judge other people too, and that's almost like a direct boomerang back to us. I mean, because when you're negatively judging other people around you, that's not good. That's not creating good, lasting, healthy, you know, relationships as well as it's also it's kind of stuck in your body. And so you're creating this negativity that's furthering your negativity.
3: Well, you know, to me, it's uh, if, if you're judging someone else, it's because you want to feel superior to them. If you want to feel superior to someone, doesn't that mean that you start off feeling inferior?
4: Exactly. Your come from. What's your come from? Is yeah. your come from from lack or from abundance? All that you're not, or all that you are. And we get to go about it in many different ways to feel better. And like you said, Bill, we might want to one up somebody just because we feel better. Um, there's nothing glamorous about being the big fish in the small pond. Nothing. <laughs> you may as well just be that big whale shark in the big ocean with a lot of other great whale sharks. Now that's where the fun begins.
2: That's interesting. That's almost like the concept of you like helping other people. So you're doing well, and you're helping other people to do well as well. Absolutely. Instead of like you know killing everybody in your way and being the one person on top going ah right. I'm on right. top you know I'm here
3: well, I'm on and, top. And you know and, and uh, uh, Jacqueline I mean we met but uh, or just met just before the show but uh, oh no uh, Bill we've I, met before. <laughs> <laughs> in another life. Do, 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 do. Let's not lie, Bill. But, Let's uh, not lie. But. Um, you know, I've, I've said to the listeners on the show, you know, I, I am a Christian. Yes. Um, and actually, it just occurred to me, you, you know, Jesus himself actually uh, preached about this very concept when he was warning people about, you know, beware of the people who are in the front of the pew, who uh, are first to the wall. to say, yes, just whenever that you know? in
4: Catholic mass
2: on Sunday. I
3: mean uh, – you know, and yeah, and, and you're uh, not
2: endorsing any sort of religion no. on this show. No,
3: but I mean, you know, I, I do tend to think of things through a Christian you know, sure. pr- uh, prism, and uh, and, and uh, what you just, it, it, the light bulb just went on. So you basically, know? you're Stop saying
2: it. the people that look all put together and everything just don't buy into all that.
3: No, because you know, you, you've, it's it's the facade, you know, the wall.
2: The first, the first, and the first pew, the first one there.
3: Yeah, always there. early. You know, look at me. I mean, we, we've all known it. To, right. You know, the, those of us who, who go to you know whatever denominational uh, church, you know, I'm in the front row. You know, hallelujah, praise Jesus. You know,
4: right. So. Well, it's back to the word image. Image is a facade, right? So that's um, and it's the downfall of anyone who that's where they pride themselves or live from that sense of image versus from spirit or who you truly are or your worthiness, from that place, go play big. Have your come from, be from abundance, be from all that you are. You know, there's nothing. I'll I'll tell you this. I I love it when a, if you will, a good looking man or woman walks in or she's put together or he's put together. And that's based upon my perspective. um, And I go, wow. And instead of going, who is that? I think, wow, I want what they've got, or I'd love to hang out with them. I mean, I want to play with people like that so I can... Not feed off of them, but so we can collaborate. And that's the level of play. You know, that comes from abundance and saying, I don't have to be exactly like them and I don't have to be prettier. Lord knows that's true.
2: It's a difference between competition and cooperation. Right. So you're right. You're like, you either cooperate with people or you're competing against people all the time. And you're never going to be happy if you're always competing. It just doesn't work. I mean, you know, there'll always be somebody richer. You know, Carlos Slim, there's going to be somebody richer than him. So you got to think <laughs> about the levels of who's rich. I mean, you know, recently there was a lot of people in town, and, and I remember they were talking about all these big, you know, these big high rollers. And I was thinking, yeah, but there's a bigger high roller at the next the next restaurant that just came in. So nobody's, nobody's keeps winning. That's a slippery slope effect. So let's talk about Also about social media. I think you need to, uh, everybody listening, put some some stops on there. Put some some child controls, some child locks on your social media. And I really believe that you should wait till probably after ten a.m. to be on social media. I don't think that you should wake and you know you know wake in media. I don't think you should do that. And I think also you shouldn't do anything after about 8 p.m. I really think that a lot of times when, when it gets really early in the morning, we're, we're still kind of in our subconscious conscious, And I think that some of that stuff can really affect you. Um, I also think that you can internalize things without even realizing it. I think also after eight o'clock, I know a lot of people listening and, and myself might have had a glass of wine or so, and so you can really interpret things a certain way if you've had some to drink. Not to mention some of the comments you probably shouldn't post. Exactly. You know, and I think that it I think that really honestly sometimes we forget that this is a computer thing. This is not a human thing. This is right. what we show. It's like a bulletin board of the best things we can show and we put it out there.
4: And remember probably a decade ago it was no Um, drunk dialing this would be that kind of thing but it's always with you it's always going to be in cyberspace so drunk um, dialing is cyberspace reserve power those would be the two words reserve power
2: I, I, and I agree with you and, and I think that's the key and I think it's also just about making your life happier you know you can be a happy person when we start eliminating judgment on both levels and I think when our whole life is just structured around judgment I mean you, it's just hard it's hard to actually get through the day and say hey I, you know I'm a good person and I think the idea of being mindful and understanding that as well as to realize that when you're judging yourself a lot of times you're judging yourself against the worst image possible that you, that you have seen in your own mind versus the best image possible that you give someone else it's all about perception
4: it is and I think too when we're voyeurs or we're on the sidelines of life it's um we feel out of control but when you're in the game of life you have the opportunity to win at whatever level you are so there's those people who are watching or observing and then there's the visionaries are the ones to watch and you know I just encourage all of us to be the ones to watch in a way that says that we are truly living fully at whatever level that is for you only you know best and playing big I like that. And and by the way, for everybody that's listening tonight, I probably
2: should have said something in the very beginning. We are doing a new structure now. We are actually Facebooking and tweeting during the show live, during our live shows. So if you have any questions for myself, Bill, or Jacqueline, you can ask us. We'll be, you know, we're doing our live feed as we're speaking right now. Absolutely. And so if you want to ask Jacqueline a question about her new book, Get to Good, if you want to ask her a question about empowerment, you definitely can do that at this point now. You know, just think about it. So on Twitter, it's Ashley Burgess, A-S-H-L-E y-b-e-r-g-e-s you know facebook the same and perspectives with ashley burtis will be having you know we're having our online chats right now and we're going to always have these during every show live because we want to get y'all's involvement because we understand that the phone lines seem to always be full and it's hard to get calls in just because you know i talk a lot so anyway so stay <laughs> no <tuned>. kidding yeah. <laughs> yeah me little old me <laughs> Yeah, what? little old you it was a great show jacqueline oh, thanks for coming into thanks the studio my pleasure. Tonight.
4: Loved being here. Thank you for having me.
2: You're awesome. She's awesome. Glad to, and wonderful to have such a wonderful colleague. Absolutely. Bill, you're amazing. Uh, thank you, you very much. I appreciate star. you. Rockstar Rock Rockstar rock Bill. Woo, woo. We got some and so are you, Miss studio. Ashley. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you hey, if it. anybody didn't hear that, she also said I was wonderful, too. Yes. Anyway, hey, we love everybody for listening. We're looking forward to next week. we got a good show for you. So stay tuned because Perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess. We'll be back in three shakes.
5: What if you could have a career?